Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Thanks so much for joining our live today, man. We're actually going to be starting to do this every single week as part of our podcast. If you don't know, we have a podcast that runs every week. We and, do. And, and instead of just doing it as an audio version, on uh, we have, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor. Instead of just doing it there, we're going to also start throwing it up on Facebook Live for you. So you can join in, and then the audio version will be there for other people as well. Uh, but real quick, before we get into this, um, I'm joined with Pastor Aaron today. He's one of the team members here, also the kids pastor at his tabernacle. I want to give you a special news of something that's going on right in, in about a week and a half. So if you can just be there with me, uh, we are going to be on December 1st hosting our very first share and the goal and the intent is to be raising money for conference. We've seen over 5,000 lives impacted, and we're so excited that we get to come on another platform and do more. And uh, we have some huge announcements next week uh, about what God has called us to do and to take this to another level and to start doing more. Uh, but December 1st, I'd love to invite anyone and everyone to our Facebook Live um, from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. to partner with conference. You'll, you'll hear testimonies. You'll hear pastors and ministers that have been here and that are coming here and what God has done and how we're all excited for the future. So go ahead and share this for us as we get in. Share, comment, like, tell a friend, send it to their inbox, however you got to do it. Host a watch party. That's a new thing. But we're going to get right into this. Um, Pastor Aaron, real quick, will you share your testimony with us and what God did in your life? Absolutely. So I was... Born and raised on the second row of a church, you know. Two pastors' kids. <laughs> Dangerous. Yeah, my dad was an associate pastor as well as the children's pastor of the church I grew up in. And, you know, I lived my whole life at church, cleaning, working, worshiping, working with the kids, and I loved it. But about 13, 14, I myself got really offended at the church for for no apparent reason. Um, now that I look back at it, it was actually kind of stupid. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of my entire life. Um, but then around that time, I let myself believe a whole bunch of lies and a whole bunch of things that the enemy was just saying to me about how I wasn't good enough, I wasn't worthy enough to be loved. And I started to believe that. Also, right around, I believe it was when I was 16, I... Um, was hanging out with someone who I thought was a close friend, and um, he ended up actually having sex with me, and I was forceful, and I didn't like it. So it was a terrible, terrible experience for me. And from that moment on, I felt no self-worth at all. I decided I had no value and nothing to give, not only the church or God or anyone. So I allowed myself to be used in that manner. I would have sex with anyone that would give me attention. Um, if they gave me money, I was willing to do whatever they wanted. I didn't have any feelings. I didn't care about them. All I cared about was how much money they were going to give me and how much time they would spend with me to make me feel good about myself. Um, that went on probably until I was about 20. Um, right before I went down to Bible school in Atlanta. And this whole time, I didn't really like the church. I didn't really like what the church had to offer because I thought the church was a whole bunch of fake people. I um, 
when I went down to Atlanta on a mission trip to go discover the Dream Center, I met these people who, who loved me for who I was, but not what I did for them, awesome. which is exactly how God loves us. He loves us because we're awesome. And I finally understood that I had value and I had self-worth, that I was worthy of being loved and appreciated, and that I didn't have to do anything to be loved except be myself. Um, so just a lot of, a lot of you know, guilt and shame and everything came from you know, those five years of, of being stupid, but thank God that's not who I am anymore. I've been restored, I am redeemed, I am awesome. I, feel, I am worthy of being loved and I, I can love people, so. Tell us about, was, was it like a moment of freedom or was it a progression where God worked those things out in your life or, or a combination, what did it look like? It was a combination of both, but it was definitely a, working pro, a work in progress. There was a lot of different things I had to go through, a lot of things I had to conquer, a lot of time and prayer, and it, was, it wasn't an overnight complete freedom, but it was a process, and, but it was worth the process to go through all of that. Awesome, and now that you, you've experienced the freedom, you, you've never gone back, which is so exciting. Right. And, and that's really what we wanna talk about today is that, man, there's freedom, and that's heavy stuff. That's not anything light, like, man, I, I cussed when I stubbed my toe, which is also still wrong, but right. Right. but honestly, that, that's heavy, and we want you to know there's freedom for anything that's trying to live over your life or dwell in your life or hold you down or hold you back from what God has for you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, we want to talk about living in that freedom because what God brought Aaron from is huge. And maybe you need God to bring something huge right. out of your life or maybe it's something that, that's like man this is just a, a small struggle for me but no matter what there's freedom in the name of jesus Amen. but inside Amen. of the freedom it's not just a momentary thing we're, we're meant to keep it and we've both seen because we're pastors kids we've seen so many people come to the church get freedom get have an amazing experience with god and then slip back into what god had brought them from which is really sad to me um, because, man, that's not what God has for us. And as pastors, we're both on staff here as pastors, right. and we both work with conference. We want people to live in freedom and their God-given destiny. So let's talk about that real quick and how to keep the freedom that God has given you. And we're going to give you five points today. So if you're taking notes, five points today on what that looks like, how to live in it, how to, how to remain in it. And it's so powerful right. that every single one of us can have this. And I'll start us off, and we're just going to go conversation-based. Number one, ready? Gotcha. You need an understanding of, of the fact that you are a new creation. That's right. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says it like this. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, the old is gone, and the new has come. So what this is saying is... That once you give your life over to Christ, you are a new person. The old Aaron who was doing his thing is gone. That's not me. He is no longer living. It's a new Aaron who has purpose and an identity in Christ. And the old Aaron is dead, gone, and not to be brought back. Right. And I think that's, that's a huge point where a lot of people miss it. It's not just that 
X is gone, it's now there's something new. And a lot of people feel that void and that emptiness, like, well, now that I don't have this as an identity, who am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do, I don't know anything. And that's, that's a huge thing that I think people really struggle with is the fact that not only is this sin gone, that lifestyle gone, that definition of yourself gone, but there's now something brand new. How did you discover that brand new? Where did you discover that brand new in a practical way? The prayer room. The prayer room. <laughs> yes. Yes. I spent a lot of time just in the prayer room at the, at the school I went to. We had a specific room that was for prayer and prayer only. There was worship music going on 24-7 in that's there. Cool. That's awesome. And so you go in there, you could read your Bible and pray, and that's all I did. I would sit there, I would read, and just discover what God spoke over me, and I had to just understand that what he said over me is how I was to live my life and how I could live my life and had to choose to actually live my life that way. Yeah, I, I, you really need that, that revelation, to use the Bible word, the revelation mm-hmm. of, of your identity in Christ and what Christ has said about yep. you. And, and prayer is a great place to find that and to hear the voice of God and have him uproot those things and implant who he is. But I think the next one in point two is this is you need to abide in Christ and his word not just prayer but also knowing the word of God I love John 8 31 and 32 says like it says this and then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him if you abide in my word you are my disciples indeed okay so hey ready if you live in the word you're going to be his disciple. And a disciple just means someone who's, who's learned, they know of. And that's what I love is Aaron saying he learned that he was a new creation, mm-hmm. not just through prayer, but through the word. And number two, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not just set you free one time, but make you free for the rest of your life. Because once we know the truth, there's true freedom. Once we That's know right. the truth, right. there's, true, uh, there's a release of, of that prison that was holding us. We're now not stuck, but we're released to what God actually has to us. But you have to know the word. Yes. If you don't know the word, it's so easy to be manipulated or, or, or lied to or not have a real understanding of what's going on. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about finding that in the word as well well (laughs) hold on that's a lot there's like 12 questions in one but (laughs) once you just it's crazy just going through like the bible like growing up in the church we read the bible every year you know it's what mom and dad asked of us so i read it but it wasn't until i actually studied the word that i found out what it said And then once I started believing it and studying it, I could live out practical examples. You know, I'm drawing a blank right now because I didn't (laughs) think this far through, you know, my fault. But there's just so much in there. And like being a disciple, you know, he says, follow me. And, you know, I I am like, you will be like me as I am like God. And then, you know, here we all are together being like each other. And God is love. And that's one huge thing I had to grasped for myself was that if God is love, that meant Jesus was love. And that means I get to be an example of love. And I got to see examples of love from everyone. And that's one thing I took me a while was the whole like friendship love, because I never had solid, the most solid friends. So, but then understanding that I was worth being loved and then just hanging out with people. One thing I had to get over was hugs. I am not a hugger by nature. I am not 
a physical touch type of person. It's not in my love language. But one thing I did was I let people hug me and I would hug people back. It was a practical example of just being like, oh, this is how you show love. This is how I can show you love and let you show me love by, it was a simple thing as a hug, but through that, God just showed me that like, I was able to love people in a practical way. Yeah, well, I just read an E.W. Kenyon quote, and it said, you can read Shakespeare and not be changed, but you can't grab a hold of the Bible, right. the supernatural uh, ability of the Word of God, and not be changed. The truth will set you free, and, and so many people don't know the truth, and can I tell you, the truth is easy to discover. Mm-hmm. You just need to open your Bible. So many people fail to open their Bible, and I would encourage you, you don't have to read your Bible for 12 hours a day, like, that's... Right. Some people can do it. I can't. Nope. I don't, I don't have that kind of time in my life right now. But start somewhere. Maybe you've never read the Bible. Maybe read for five minutes and then stretch it to 10 and then stretch it to 20. But I, I just want to encourage you, start somewhere with the, with the Word of God. The Word of God is the final absolute truth. And that's where we need to be found in these things. Yep. Because if not, we can be tossed every which way with every good idea, every good argument. But guess what has never defeated the Bible is a good argument or a good idea. Right. We need the Bible because that's, that's where we can find our access to real freedom. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we need to, number one, understand who we are. Yep. We can find that in prayer. But we also find that by abiding in Christ and in his word. And that's number two is abide in the word of Christ. And number three, I think this is a really good one. Aaron has an awesome point to pull in out of Genesis 30, but we need to fix our focus. Number three, fix your focus. Yeah, so in Genesis 30, it is um, the story of Jacob and Laban. I think I'm pronouncing that word, word right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but what happened was Jacob was leaving Laban, and he said to Jacob, you can have all the sheep that are speckled, spotted, and striped, the non-perfect ones. So Jacob, in this story, he goes out and he strips the trees and he makes the trees speckled and spotted. And so when the sheep were in front of those trees, they would start to breed and the speckled and spotted would breed out and there was more babies of speckled and spotted. So there's actually more sheep. So Jacob was really smart and he's like, if I'm going to take these sheep, I'm going to take the most of them. And the whole purpose of this story is to show that what you behold is what you become. So if you want to walk, walk in freedom from your problems and from your addictions and from the situation you're in, you have to surround yourself with people who are free. Yeah. So if with me, I, you know, you know, I was sleeping around and doing a lot of really stupid things. So therefore, I had to surround myself with people who were pure, who were waiting, who would encourage me to stay pure and to stay free. I couldn't hang out with my old friends because if I hung out with them, I'd probably do something stupid. So that's one thing that when you're walking out your freedom and walking into this new place in in Jesus, you need to surround yourself. There's a quote that says you are are made up of like the five people you spend the most time with. So... The more you spend time with people who live in freedom and Jesus, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you'll be like him. But you, in physical form, you need to be with, you know, strong men and women who will encourage you to live your life the right way. It's so true. And so many people, if we're talking about fixing your focus, A, be be around the right people. Be around people that are free. 
But I found so many people, they love to glorify the issues that they have. And yeah. that's why they never get freedom. Because they found it as a way to get attention from people. But I prefer freedom from God than attention right. from man. They'll, they'll glorify their depression. by, And that's their focus is, well, I'm so depressed. How are you doing today? I'm just so depressed. Life is so hard. Well, that's what you're going to get if that's your focus. Yep. Well, 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 how are you doing? I, well, I'm just up to my head in bills. I can't make a dollar to save my life. Well, that's your focus, and that's what you're going to get. Like he said, what you behold is what you become. And if that's what our our massive focus on, unfortunately, that's what we are going to get. I've said it before on the podcast, and I'm saying it now. Where you look is where you go. Can we please stop looking at the past and looking at the issues and looking at all those things, but mm-hmm. instead look at the truth of God, look at the, uh, who you are in Christ, yeah. look at what he said about you, look at the call of God on your life, and by doing so, you can actually start to change your trajectory. Mm-hmm. I heard someone say it like this, if you want to hit the top of the trees, aim at the sun. Yep. But so many people, they're like, they don't even want to hit the top of the trees. They just end up hitting in the dirt two feet in front of them. Please aim high. Aim yep. high with your expectations, with your focus, with what God has called you to do. And you'll always hit in a high place. I love how Paul said it in Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 14. I'm going to read this because it's so powerful. It says it like this. Now, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected. So Paul's saying, I'm not perfect, but this is what I am doing. I press on. Look, it, it, you might make a mistake. Something might happen. Something There might be a slip-up. But please press on. We tell the teenagers this. It's not about perfection. It's about progress in your life. That I may hold, lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren. So he's talking to the church. I don't count myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which, which are behind me, and I press toward, I reach toward the things which are ahead. I press toward the goal and prize of, of the upward call of Jesus Christ. Man, can we be more like Paul Mm -hmm. in in keeping our freedom? Stop looking at the things behind you. Stop trying to grab the things behind you. And one of the things Pastor told me is people grab the things that are in their past when they often get uncomfortable. Because that's what they knew would bring comfort to them. And oftentimes freedom is is a new place. And new can be very uncomfortable. But in your freedom, please don't reach back to what used to bring you comfort. Because that's what brought you into bondage instead reach toward the upward call of Jesus Christ because he's faithful he loves you he's just he's brought you out of this and brought you into a place of freedom and he's only done it for good things so what we need to do is stop looking behind but look ahead and I promise as you look ahead you'll start to see these greater things just and if you can't see enough I love the prophet in the old testament where his his um his uh, servant went out and was like, hey, uh, we got big problems. We are completely surrounded right now. And you might feel surrounded. Right. Like, you could never have freedom. But it was funny. The prophet looked and he said, go look again. He's like, eh. like could you imagine yeah. that? Like, I, I just looked. It's <laughs> terrifying. Nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing there but 100,000 <laughs> people that want to kill us. Right. 
And he, so he, but he went out and he looked and he came back in. You just imagine his expression like, oh my gosh, and came back wow. in and was blown away because he said, there's more for us than against us. Right. Can I tell you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, there's more for you than against you. Amen. And you need to look again and believe what God has said and look at the upward call of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Forget those things that are which behind and grab a hold, press toward what God has in front of you. Number three is fix your focus. Number four is this. It's simple. Ready? G-R-O-W. You need to grow. Mm -hmm. If you're stagnant, guess what? You're a swamp and you're going to die. You need to grow. Growth is so important and so vital in your freedom. Too many times we we get excited about something and we stay stuck. You need to grow past where you are. 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9 says it like this. And I just love scripture. I think that's what brings freedom. That was point number yep. two. Yep. But, for this, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. And virtue is character. Add to your character, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. Self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. Mm-hmm. Godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ready? And here's verse 9, and here's why I read this. Verse 9 says, For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Yes, that's good. That's one of the easiest ways to backslide is to never grow in your relationship with Jesus. Because ultimately what you did is you just got free, but you stayed in the same prison cell. Guess yep. what? Yep. When that prison guard comes back around, it's like, oh my gosh, your shackles came off. Let me fix that for you. Too many people, they stay in the prison cell. Mm-hmm. Instead of once they get released, walk out and grow into who God has called them to be. And I would encourage you to study that out. Actually, in youth ministry this month, that's what we're going to be going through for December is how to live in that freedom, how to be. I, so many people are like, well, I'm grown. <laughs> if you're grown, here's how it looks in the right. kingdom. But I believe we need to grow. What do, you, what do you think about that? I think that's a huge, huge point. I mean, and it's, you know, let's go with physical appearance. If you are overweight and you want to lose weight and you want to go to the gym Don't and you try work out. Thanksgiving. Right. Skip Thanksgiving, eat a salad. Just kidding. Thanksgiving is important. Um, No, but like you're sitting here and you want to lose weight and you want to do good things for your body. So you start to go to the gym. But then 5 a.m. So there you are. You're at the gym. You're working out. You go strong for like a week. And then next Monday happens and you oversleep. Oops. Guess what? You made one mistake. You overslept. Go back to the gym on Tuesday. Don't let the you oversleeping on Monday hold you back. It's the same way with us. You know, you're human you will make mistakes. If you're going towards freedom, the best thing you can do is when you slip up is be like, hey, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You get accountability. You have someone who's going to drag you to the gym if you need to or drag you out of your freedom. I did the same thing down in Atlanta. I had a very great mentor. I still talk to him a lot. His name is Nathaniel. I told him there was times I messed up and I had to go to him. I had to humble myself and say, bro, this is what happened. Yeah. This happened. I'm so sorry. And then he would talk to me. He would pray with me. And then we would move on, move forward. It happened. Same thing. Now with the gym, every morning, you know, me and Cody, we work out. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Um, it's early sometimes. Big but scoop pre-workout. It's, but without having Cody there with me, I wouldn't go. Trust me, he doesn't. 
I don't go. I was on vacation three weeks ago. I Guess went, who didn't go to the gym? I went one time. Guess who went on vacation? Cody went on vacation. But listen, <laughs> but that's the thing, is he encourages me to wake up in the morning and go so I can get stronger and be better and get to where I want to be. I sometimes have to encourage him because he'll send yes. me a question mark at 4.45 and say, do you really want to go to the gym? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm already up. It's I'm already early, out of folks. bed. It's early. Yes, we're going. But it's the same way with us. If we want to grow as Christians, you have to find someone who is not older than you, but like spiritually more mature. This is, you know, the best thing is to come under authority, find someone who you look up to, who can pull you out of the funk you're in and get you to where you want to be. Yeah. But you also have to let them push you around. Yeah. It, it, you just, you need to grow. You, you can't stay in the same place. And, and it's responsibility. You have to take personal mm -hmm. responsibility for your growth. Your pastor can't make you grow. They can encourage you to grow. Your mom can't, your dad. You have to personally decide. Like, we both were pastor's kids, and both at one point have walked away because we didn't take responsibility of our own relationship. You have to take responsibility of it and grow. And there it is. Second Peter 1, 5 through 9 shows us how we should grow yep. so we're not short-sighted and we don't walk away. And ultimately, we have to push away from the shore. You know, like, if you're thinking about this as, as an analogy, you have to push your boat away from the shore. But in order to do so, you have to get out, and you have to push it. You have to grab it and push out. Yep. And that first thing to add, that godly character, it's so important. And I, wanna, I want you to keep your freedom. And I know you want to keep your freedom. That joy you've experienced, it's so important. But it, it doesn't just happen by saying, well, I, I said that prayer, and I feel good right now at church or I feel good in my bedroom and I know that everything is in good places, that I'm happy that you've experienced that. But if you want to keep your freedom, yep. what, the number one thing, not the, but one of the five things you have to do is you have to grow. And it, it's, it's in your prayer life. It's in the Bible. You need to grow spiritually. I mean, you need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. You yep. need to use that yep. prayer language. You need to edify. You need to get around the right people. But you need to make sure you put things in place so you're always growing to a new place, a greater level of maturity. Yeah. And you can see that freedom remain as, you, as, your, as your maturity increases over time. And the last thing I think we need to do is we need to give thanks. Yep. Man, so many people in the church forgot what God brought them from. Mm -hmm. They turn into this judgmental holier-than-thou kind of person. And it's sickening to me because they went from... Being in bondage, maybe in sin, but not it. Maybe it, it was it was uh, like sleeping around, like Pastor Aaron. Maybe it was drugs or alcohol. They were in bondage to that, but now they're in bondage to pride and judgment and gossip yep. because they've got to a place that they forgot what Jesus had done for them. Yep. yep. We need to give thanks. That's what I love about verse nine in, in Second Peter chapter one. It says, "And has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins." Yeah. Man, don't don't forget what God has brought you from. Not that we reach back for them, mm -hmm. but we need to make sure that we're thankful for what God has done for us. I thank God that He set me free from this. Mm -hmm. I thank God that I have freedom over this. I remember how bad it was, and I know how great it is right yeah. here. Yeah. I would encourage you to make sure you give thanks continually to God. Yeah. He deserves it. Instead of getting that holier than that, oh, I can't believe they'd be doing that and acting in that way and say that they're a Christian. What were you just doing six months ago? Get over yourself. Right. Pray for them. Help them grow. Love
love them. Bring them to a place of maturity. Stop throwing stones and figure out how to love people. And, and, and that's the greatest level of spiritual maturity in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse eight, or 7. It says, brotherly kindness. Add, add to that, add love. Mm-hmm. You want to be mature, don't throw stones and, and be a, a, a beacon of gossip. <laughs> Just be love. a person of restoration. The Bible yeah. actually says the mature yeah. bring restoration. That's right. And without, without having, like for me personally, without having the guys around me down in Atlanta to love me out of who I was and into who I am, it probably wouldn't have happened because we can't do this alone. As much as you like to think that you are the strongest you know, person you, ever, you need people around you. Pastor, I know Pastor has people surrounding him. I have people surrounding me. Pastor Cody has people surrounding him. And that's the whole thing. And to grow and to get there, you have to have people around you. And back to the giving thanks in the Bible, the time when Jesus healed like the 10 lepers. He goes, go and show yourself to the priest so you can go back and live your lives. Nine of them just run away and forget. They're like, oh, cool, I'm clean and go. But one came back, fell on his knees before Jesus and said, thank you. He said, thank you. Yeah. And Jesus is like, what the heck? I thought there were 10 of you, but right. there's only one. And then he said, go for your faith has made you well. And that's with us. After you come out of this, you have to give thanks because yeah. not to return to what you came back. I mean, I don't know personally if those nine lepers were 100% clean and lived their whole lives. But I can assure you that that one who came back to thank Jesus was perfectly fine for the rest right. of his life. Well, he was made whole, which he is was made the whole cool thing is... It, with leprosy, let's say, let's say you had it, like an ear could fall off. So maybe the, those nine or all ten of them had been healed of the leprosy. Right. And all ten of them, let's, for, they're, all ten were missing their left ear. Mm-hmm. Guess what? There was only one that was made whole. It was the one that came back and gave thanks. Yep. And his ear, I, it came back to a wholeness. With Aaron, what's so powerful is that... What God, God not only set him free from that, but he also brought a wholeness inside of his heart. Mm-hmm. A heart. And, and that's what thanks does, is it brings a wholeness to the situation. Yep. Not just freedom, but wholeness to the situation. Mm-hmm. And when you have wholeness, man, you don't have to search anywhere else. You're content inside of Jesus. And that's what we need, man. We need to keep our freedom. We need a yep. revelation that we're a new creation. We need to abide in the Word of God. We need yep. to fix our focus on the things in front of us, not the things behind right. us. We need to continue to grow every single day how do you grow every day man pray read your bible worship work in the church the church has one of the highest unemployment rates in the whole world work in the church share your faith be an active christian give whatever whatever the lord has told you to do do it and you'll see growth and then you need to give thanks and if you can do those things i guarantee look the enemy might try to come against you he might try to remind you he might Mm -hmm. try to destroy you but god will keep you inside of that freedom because you've purposed yourself in the right position to keep what god has done and that's what we want for every single believer that's what we want for every teenager for every leader and that's what we want for every single person and maybe you don't have freedom guess what it's just a prayer all yep. you need to do even right now is right after this 
podcast is pray and ask God for freedom by his Holy Spirit and to ask that the anointing would break whatever is on you. If you don't serve Jesus, invite him into your heart. Reach out to us on the live. Reach out to us yeah. somehow. We'll, we'll walk you through what God wants to do in your life, help bring freedom to you. But that's just the first step because there's a remaining in it and there's a growth past yeah. it as well. That's right. That's good. We're so excited you guys logged on today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'd encourage you and we'd love for you guys to share this. For more information about Uproar, you can go to theuproar.org or find us on any social media platform. But we're so thankful that you listened and we, we're, we're excited for next week. We're excited for our announcements next week. The big things that are coming up, we're excited about our share and for Conference 2019. Yeah. Man, we have powerful things happening this year and we want to make sure you know about it so we love you have a great day and that concludes another week of the uproar podcast we want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel also you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content